If you like sports talk with absolutely no sports talk, then welcome to the Just Not Sports podcast. This is the show where a couple guys who work in sports talk to the people who play and cover sports about anything and everything they like, just not sports. On today's show, we're going to go full meta with Bengals linebacker A.J. Hawk to talk about his podcast, and we'll try to get him to tell us Brett Michaels stories that were too racy for his own. And we're also going to examine how many Sports Center catchphrases can be shoehorned into one epic video by Hootie and the Blowfish. I'm your co-host Brad Burke. I'm a sports marketer in Chicago, and joining me is a leading sports media strategist who has worked for the University of Colorado, the Green Bay Packers, and many sports brands. It's Adam Willard. Adam, how are you? Hi. Also known as the PR guy. The PR guy. Not with us this week, our co-host Gareth Hughes, who is on the road in Tampa Bay. Gareth, we miss you. We love you. With us this week, sick as a dog, our producer Joe Reed. Joe might be dying. No one can tell. We're not asking if he's okay. He just looks like he's about to collapse on his keyboard. And Brad is a bit of a germaphobe. Now, Brad was a germaphobe pre-children. It's only gotten worse. I'm okay with her germs. Like, I can wipe her poops no, up No, but stuff. I mean, like, adult germs creep you out. Yeah, I hate adult germs. Yeah. That's an accurate portrayal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe, if you could wait in the hallway, that'd be great. Hazmat suit for all shows from now yeah, on. Downstairs Joe. hallway. You're quarantined. Downstairs hallway. Um, just want to thank all the beautiful and unique Sparkle Ponies who listen to the show. In the words of Chris Cluey, thank you for all your downloads, your comments, your emails, um, your tweets. Your Snapchats to Adam late night. He's getting them. Weird. He's not. He's he's just busy with work. It's not like he's out doing something. <laughs> so weird. Um, I want to do a new thing suggested by Gareth. Comment of the week. So it's very important. We want people to listen to the show and leave us a review and a comment on iTunes. So big shout out this week to my favorite screen name, The Notorious L.I.B., who said that the pod is a girl's dream? Yes, and why? Is there any explanation as to it? Uh, she did not mention any particular hosts who may or may not be dreamy, Adam. I'm sorry. That is not what I meant. You're dating Notorious LIB, aren't you? I am not. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. No, I mean, hey, look, we want our listeners to let us know what you want from the show. Keep reaching out. Keep sending us stuff. And please keep commenting on iTunes when you do. We will give you a shout-out on the air. Adam, last week now, we were talking about inviting people onto the show. Yes. To talk about their passions, talk about their interests. It really stems from when you laid down the hammer to A.J. Hawk a few weeks ago and called him out, and now we got him. Now he's coming on the show. I did. In fairness to him, he's been trying to work it out in his schedule, but he is an active NFL player in season. Um but yes, I, I think the call-out assisted us with getting AJ, and uh, he is on to talk about Hotcast. So what we want to do right now is lay down the hammer again to some new people. So each of us is going to give a quick invite to someone we want to come on the show for something that we've seen them or heard them or heard about them liking. So Adam, who do you want to lay down the hammer to? Uh, see, I'm not really by topic, more by personality. 
Uh, it's I'm whatever go you professional want. Professional wrestler again, Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> I'm not really I'm calling you out. I'm not really by topic or personality. I'm really by wrestling. <laughs> yeah, Dude, what kind right. of wrestling are you into? Okay, come on my show. Stone Cold Austin could talk about anything he wants. Uh, in particular, I, now here's the argument with professional wrestling. We the show is called Just Not Sports, but it is sports entertainment. Therefore, our professional wrestlers, even though it's not true competition, allowed to talk about their competition since it is technically a sport? Yes. Sure. Why not, right? Sure. Or no, you disagree. I, I don't have any opinion on a clipboard, Brad. You tell me, buddy. Well, hey, you tell us. Email us at justnotsports at gmail or hit us up at justnotsports on Twitter. Or Adam's Snapchat account. I it, hate this. Why are no, you doing this? Okay, I don't, no, I'm not I, on Snapchat. I, I, okay, that's fine. That's fine. Um, then why you keep Snapchatting me at night? <laughs> uh, those are texts. You can keep those forever. I'm going to lay down the hammer to someone very special to me. Okay? I've worked with you before. Um, you may not remember, but right I, was, I was lurking. No, I'm, oh. I'm talking directly to the hammer, oh, the hammer uh, uh-huh. layer. I've wor- we've worked together. MLS season. Over, I know you got some time. Clint Dempsey, Deuce. Mm. I want to talk about rap. I want to talk about the video from the 2006 World Cup. I love it. And I really want to talk about the new album. It's been rumored, right, for a while now. I, have, I actually don't have any clue about this. Can you please fill me in? Well, he was Snapchatting you. That's why it disappears. You got to read him quick. Enough, man. I really, you're <laughs> killing me with the Snapchat, and you're going to get me in trouble. Just <laughs> star enough with, the with Notorious LIB. All right, those are our hammers this week. If you're listening, Clint and Stone Cold, come on the show. Let's do it. We're going to take a quick break because coming on the show, AJ Hawk from the Bengals, here to talk about his podcast. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Look here, my boy, it's about to start. Fill it, my boy, with the sound of your heart. Make it go boom, sha la 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 ah, 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 ah. Our guest today is A.J. Hawk. A.J. has been one of the most distinctive players in the NFL since breaking into the league in 2006. As a member of Adams Green Bay Packers, and they're always going to be Adams Green Bay Packers. That's right. A.J. was a ferocious force on the defense that led Green Bay to a win in Super Bowl forty-five. a game, incidentally, where I bought a $30 burger and annoyed Adam so badly he actually shoved me out of an elevator. True story. Six hours of Brad is six hours too much. It was a lot of white wine at a corporate event, A.J. Uh, These days, he's returned to his native Ohio where he plays for the AFC North leading Bengals. But that's his work, and we don't talk about work on this podcast with athletes. Today, we're going to talk about his podcast, The Hawkcast. We're going full meta, and we're going to ask AJ all about the wide array of athletes, business owners, authors, and leaders who he talks to weekly to explore the keys to their success. So AJ, thank you so much for joining us. How does it feel to be on a podcast talking about your podcast? (laughs) like inception man i feel it feels good i uh you know me and adam go way back so it's good to good to catch up on here and record it i'm, I'm a huge fan of of all podcasts so that's all i do is listen to podcasts in my car i'm about to make the drive back to cincinnati right now and i'll be listening to uh 
one of my saved episodes of the Joe Rogan podcast. Hey, uh, before we get into podcasts, can you tell everyone about your pregame uh, superstition during the national anthem when I was there? <laughs> do, you, do you remember this? Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know if you call it a superstition exactly. I mean, I'm not into, like, I don't have any of those that people that wear, like, the same underwear or same socks or tie their shoes a certain way. But, yeah, for some reason, I always would stand down to the, the right edge of the sideline. And I think from my, probably the first game of my rookie year, this big old dude with a super deep voice just happened to be there standing next to me. And so then I just had to stand next to him every single time during the national anthem. That man was Adam Willard. You were his pregame superstition? He didn't tell us he, this. No, he didn't say superstition, but his pregame ritual, or I would say his national anthem routine, A.J. Hawk and I stood next to each other for several years. I'm yeah. so sorry, A.J. And, and, oh, it was great, because Adam would sit there and critique the, the performance by whoever was singing that day. <laughs> that is not true. No, it's for you probably. I know. It's, I know. It's we, would just clap. we would just clap and be respectful, I know. We'd give each other a high five. I'd give AJ a pep talk, and he'd get out there and get it done. Exactly. Well, we'll f- we're full circle today, bringing you guys back together. So, AJ, the Hawkcast. I wanna I wanna start in your very first show. You interviewed legendary rocker Brett Michaels, one of my all time favorites. You guys joked about not being able to tell some stories from some late night parties uh, after <laughs> a, a Brett Michaels concert. So, I just wanted to give you the platform here to go ahead and tell all those stories. <laughs> yeah, well, obviously interviewing uh, and talking to Brett for the first time, my very first podcast was, was awesome, very nice of him to come on. But he, he acted, I think he was almost like selling it like it was a little more than it was. Um, it was honestly pretty innocent, but we got to go see him in Green Bay um, years ago and go on his bus afterwards and hang out with him for a little bit. But it was nothing nothing crazy like he made it sound um you know just people drinking some some Miller lights in in wisconsin and hanging out it was during the off season it worked out great for us but it was nothing uh nothing too crazy but uh i hate to you know hate to disappoint people we all had our, our spouses with us and everyone really did have a great time though i do give him a lot of credit he's a big steelers fan a huge sports fan yeah so we uh everyone kind of bonded over that and we were bugging him about music and he was talking to us about football and that relationship or that opportunity came about because his manager, as I recall, was from the area and a huge Packers fan. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Patrick Edwards, who I Patrick, still am in yeah. contact with all the time. Patrick has come to many games in Green Bay. He recently came to a game in Cincinnati. Um, he's a Wisconsin through and through and a, just a great guy. And so we've been uh, in contact with him, you know, throughout the years and, Anything we've needed, whether for charity or anything, we've gone through Patrick. And, yeah, he was a big Packers guy, and, and that's how it kind of introduced us. Man, probably seven or eight years ago, to tell you the truth, and I still keep in contact with Brett. And, we I don't know when you guys post this, but we're, uh, we're actually playing Pittsburgh this weekend. So I might, uh, I might get a text from him. I might send him a text leading into this game because he's a big Steelers guy. You know, AJ, um, first of all, for people listening, I want them to go to follow you at official AJ Hawk on Twitter and then go check out the Hawkeyes. It's on iTunes. Um, I got I to gotta say, the show really defied my expectations because when I was first searching it out, 
I was picturing in my head kind of the the standard, oh, here's going to be an athlete paired with a local media guy, and they're yucking it up, and they're talking sports. And, and you've gone a much more introspective route where you are, I think, talking to people who you have genuine curiosity in. You're doing long-form interviews by yourself. Tell me a little bit about how you decided on the format of the show, uh, because I think I love it, and I don't think it's like anything any other athlete is doing. Well, I appreciate it. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate the nice words. Um, I really love doing it. First off, that's something why I've been thinking about it for a while, and then finally, I was like, man, what am I? What am I scared about? Why am I like? Why do I feel anxious about this? Because I know it. It's kind of intimidating to put yourself out there and do something you've never done. Um, especially because I, I say all the time, I was super shy kid growing up. Um, but I just, I was such a fan of other people's podcasts that it's all I was doing was listening to these things and still what I do. It's how I fall asleep every night. Uh, I, I scroll through and find guests that I like from other people and I listen to it. And for myself, the only way I was going to do it is if it, it was, it was all me a hundred percent and nobody else had any control and no one could tell me anything on what kind of guests I can have or what I can say or what they can say. Uh, there's no restrictions. It's just me. And then I have my buddy Todd who runs the website and posts them for me just cause I don't know. I don't know enough to, to put them up and I don't edit anything out of them. You know, the only thing that's edited is try to make it sound a little bit better and maybe put and put our intro and outro music in. But uh, that's just the only way I know how to do it. And I've had a couple opportunities to maybe like go to like a platform or a team with like not really like the podcasting forms but maybe you carry on a couple of websites but they always want some kind of some kind of say in who you talk to or what you do and that that's my nightmare is to try to have to sit there and talk to people that I don't really want to talk to and I think we all can admit Adam knows he worked in sports trying to talk to or interview athletes most of them are a disaster and it would not be good at all <laughs> they'll give you one word cliche answers because for good reason, they're guarded a lot, and I, and I understand that, but that's why I don't have a lot of athletes on. Uh, and so, AJ, I was going to ask you about that. Um, when you and I worked together, you were, I mean, in all seriousness, you were one of my favorite guys to work with. Um, you always gave a great interview. You still do. Um, but as you said, it, it's it's not the most fun thing in the world and I remember you at times being reluctant to do interviews. I think part of that is you not wanting to be in the spotlight, but also having to talk about the same thing over and over. Now that you have your own channel um, where you are in essence, I won't say the media, but acting as a delivery mechanism for news or interesting stories, do you see the media any differently? I do, yeah. I mean, it's something where... I definitely had a different view of the media and, and what their job was maybe when I first got in the league. I never had any disrespect or anything for them, but I, I just felt, I, I don't know, I just didn't understand the job that they had to do. And I would say probably four or five years ago, I, I decided that I, I wanted to go to that uh, the broadcast boot camp that um, the NFL puts on. And I kind of want to, you know, I want to venture into some kind of broadcasting media role when I'm done playing and I, I started to kind of study media people that I respected and I like watching and you know like watching the interviews and and I really kind of I don't know it opened my eyes to how tough it really is and I try to put myself in their shoes especially like guys that are beat writers that are in your locker room every single day trying to come up with something uh, I understand how tough that could be and 
I definitely understand how tough it is working with athletes, how flaky they are, and how you can't really get anything out of them. So I definitely have a, I would say, a, a newfound respect for what the media does, for sure. So, AJ, I'm not disputing anything you just said, but I, I got to call out Adam a little bit on this because I think this question is a bit of a cliche. Like, it's the it's the very easy narrative of, oh, athlete gets older and it's like he has he starts venturing into media and he has a new appreciation. I would argue <clears throat> what you've done is you're carving – you are still defying convention because a lot of what the media does that annoys athletes, in my opinion, it's feed them the same questions and, and get them to give them the canned little – sound bites that that work for the context of the story or the piece they're working on whereas you are 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 willing to just sit there for in some cases literally you are talking to your subjects for two hours and do a genuine deep dive so i'm wondering even though you uh, clearly and again i'm not ripping adam but clearly you're you're, yeah you better i am ripping you a little bit no yeah go ahead (laughs) but like you're you're getting a newfound respect for the process potentially and the people who do it but I still think you're breaking the convention. So is that still in your mind that you don't want to just become a soundbite machine? You want to do things on your terms or else it doesn't feel right. Yeah, I, 100%. Um, that's the thing. I think that's kind of where everything is going to when it comes to media and everything. I joke about it with people, but it's true. Like, why is there a local weatherman? Like, who is watching the local weather to see what it's going to be? <laughs> When, you, when it's on your phone. And so right. no disrespect to the local weatherman that works for the local news station, but once my parents' generation dies off, nobody's watching that. So I think everything now is it's on demand. It's when you want it. And so you don't have to wait around for things to, to hit live. And that's what podcasting, like what your show, anyone's show is doing, you want to hear like how someone really is. And you want to know what they like really makes them who they are. I, I I recently just finished uh, listening to Tim Ferriss had Jamie Foxx on his podcast, and it was almost two hours long. Like, it was amazing. You really got to know a lot about Jamie Foxx and his whole process, and he was he's real. And so I think that's what I want as a as just a human. I want to hear that when I'm, when I'm listening to something that might be someone that I'm interested in. So it's just a different form of it. Yeah, the long-form setting. Uh, you talk to some people that have never heard a podcast or never listened to them. Like, oh, man, I can't imagine how I can never sit there and listen to someone for an hour talking like, well, you don't have to. Maybe it's not for you, but if you find a guest you really like and you're scrolling through anybody's, say you want to hear Tom Hanks, you know, on someone's podcast, it's really cool to listen to that guy talk for an hour and a half and just be real. And and you'll hear stuff that you're never going to hear when he's doing these film junkets or whatever, doing three-minute sound bites. So that's what I think all media is, is moving to. Yeah, you seem to be someone who really values people being honest and real. And I'm also especially interested, you've had a lot of athletes on who are kind of lightning rods for controversies, like John Daly or um, Ricky Williams. What is it about those people and giving them the platform, inviting them to talk and, and share their side of things in a more nuanced way that appeals to you? Uh, well, I mean, first off, I was just big fans of those guys, and so I reached out to them, and, and that's the thing, too. Like, I don't have a book or anything. I'm I'm sending – I'm cold emailing a lot of people all the time, sending them up messages, trying to get them on. So <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm we know going the back and forth all the time with these with these guys emailing them and just trying to, to get them on. So I think they see it comes from, like, an authentic place, and I never want to make – I'm not out there, like, making anyone look bad or anything, and there's no – 
there's no pre-interview. There's no nothing. We just go in and say, hey, we'll just, let's just, you know, it's real casual. Anything that you want to talk about, we'll get to, and we'll see where it takes us. And I, I definitely prepped for him, though. I want to know a lot about the people. But, like, John Daly, I mean, who wouldn't want John Daly on? He's the people's champ. And that guy was amazing. He spent over an hour with me, called, didn't really completely comprehend the whole format, called me from his golf cart on a tee box of his golf course. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he didn't charge his phone halfway you know, through. On his FaceTime. Yeah, on his FaceTime, then he went and plugged his phone in in a bar and, <laughs> and finished the, the talk from the bar. Like, it was so awesome, man. And a guy like Ricky Williams, I wanted to know, like, everyone remember, everybody remembers him being real kind of guarded with the media and, and seemed like he didn't want to speak. And he was very open with me and very, uh, I don't know, I, I just want people to feel comfortable because it's true. Like, who you can tell when someone's authentic and when they're real, and that's when it's the – the most fun to listen to somebody is when they actually are speaking the truth and speaking their mind. And that doesn't mean it's like, that doesn't mean they're saying anything bad or anything controversial. It just means you're actually getting to know who the guy really is. Hey, AJ, did you do a count of how many cigarettes John Daly smoked during that interview? <laughs> I didn't, but he did smoke a, a solid amount. You're right. I don't know. That's a good, that's a, <laughs> that's a good thing for a fan that if they watch that one to go back and do it. I, yeah, I I, uh, I had it on and I was I was mainly listening, um, but then I'd go back to the video every once in a while, and every time the guy had a cigarette in his hand. At one point, you had a discussion with him about how even some of these celebrities in these pro am tournaments carry secretly hide a cigarette, and I just thought it was quite the quite the moment you had with John. <laughs> hey, thank you, but yeah, you talk about an open book. That guy, he even said it. He's got no skeletons. Everything's out there for us. And regardless of whether you agree or disagree, you have to respect it, I think. So, so speaking of open books, um, as you said, you've been able to get these guys to open up. If you have someone connected to the NFL who is outspoken about their criticism of the NFL, um, you are clearly a National Football League employee. Does that put you in a tough position at all? Uh, I mean, see, I, I, it's a weird thing there where I don't think so. Like, I don't think it puts me in a weird spot. And like, if I'm just talking to him, and I guess if I don't take a stance either way, if I just, but um, I haven't really come up with any situations like that. I do have a podcast I talk about. I've, I've mentioned on there once or twice with a comedian named Doug Stanhope. I recorded probably, man, 10 months ago. And I've said publicly, I can't, I can't release that when I'm a, while I'm still a member of an NFL team because he, uh, although it was very real and authentic, he probably offended every single person on the planet. A long time ago, AJ, I was an entertainment reporter in Peoria, Illinois, and Doug Stanhope and I did several interviews. And I remember literally turning off a tape recorder and being like, I have nothing to quote him on. Like, <laughs> he's so controversial and ballsy. I mean, he's great. He's a great guy. Um, but I, I understand your pain there when you, when you're just like, what do I do with this stuff? He's the guy who has has a stand up routine about his mom taking her the mass, maximum dose of medication that she could in order to kill herself on on her deathbed in the hospital. What's so, funnier, right? Yeah, Doug? exactly. Yeah, he's dark. Yeah, he's a he's a brilliant comic. I saw his, I've seen his stand up in person too. Man, he was great. But yeah, we we did about an hour and forty five. And I'm thinking about maybe, like, we might put together a few highlights of, like, little clips here and there that we can put out, and I might post them. And then 
eventually I think I'll, I'll release that one. I mean, I didn't say anything. I didn't agree one way or the other, but I think I told him even when we were recording, like deep down, like he really meant well, like he really does mean well. He just has a way of packaging it and how a way of like how he looks at certain situations that for the humor in it, he goes, you know, he may cross the line when it comes to some people. So I don't know. A guy like that though, that's one that I had to, I've had to hold back. And he even said he understands that I had to, I haven't put it out yet, but I don't know if Adam was, I was still in Green Bay when I recorded that one, and I went in, and I remember talking to the PR people about it, and I was like, hey, I had Doug Stanhope on. I was all, I wanted to release it, and they kind of – they didn't tell me not to, but they just kind of <laughs> had me look at it and like, hey, man, you don't want this to really – they're like, we don't really care, but, you know, it just doesn't look good. It's whatever. And so if Adam would have been there still, I'm sure Adam would have would have nixed it and burned, burned the tape. <laughs> yeah, there would have been no evidence of this. I would have been at Doug Stanhope's house. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I know. One of his... You're like the you're the cleaner, Adam. You take care of things. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Doug, I'm gonna need that tape. <laughs> uh, I, once in a stand-up show in Peoria, he was on stage. And me and my friends bought him so many shots of Jaeger for him to drink during his set. He was like, "If if I get one more shot, you guys are out. You guys have to leave the place." <laughs> oh yeah, he's a character. I want to talk about some of the creative choices you've made on the show, all of which I totally support. The first one is your logo, which I think could absolutely be the cover of a 1980s hair metal band uh, band CD, and I mean that totally as a compliment. That I is a compliment it. coming from the, from Brad. Trust me. Oh, I understand. That's I take it as a compliment too. So, did you design I, uh, this? You mean like the microphone with the the wings coming from yeah. behind? Yeah. Well, my buddy Todd, who I told you, um, he's just my buddy, and he's uh, he has a little like graphic design background and everything and even though he has a real job but he does this for me um he kind of he came up with multiple different ideas on that and that's the one we decided on but i didn't i can't take full credit for it he uh he's the one that basically got it started and we kind of tweaked it here and there but yeah i felt like it kind of we we know we needed a logo and i felt so weird even even naming the show like you feel weird naming anything it feels corny and cheesy but like you got to have a name i guess so whatever and i do like the logo though i think it turned out well hey aj there is another podcast on itunes called the Hawkcast. it had five shows it's been off the air for five years you had those guys killed right <laughs> i didn't even know about this it was me maybe, Brad. no i did not <laughs> it was adam i know that maybe my maybe my good buddy adam took care of it before i could even become aware of it <laughs> i broke doug stanhope's leg and i killed off Hawkcast. <laughs> The Hawkcast, it's no. it's it's two random guys that are just I, I don't I don't even know I'm actually looking through my notes and I don't even remember where it's like Sharky and and Dano or something it's very strange. Why is it called Hawkcast? I don't know. I thought it was About covering Hawks? the Atlanta Hawks for a while, oh. but I don't know. They they it's it's funny like their final episode they just start they're talking and then you just hear a gunshot and that's <laughs> it. And then you hear a big guy turn off the mic. I don't need any guns, man. Oh, it's like, Starkey, Starkey uh, and Punchy. Starkey and Punchy. Um, all right, let, AJ, let's talk about the theme music. How did you choose the first... Uh, this is a two-part question, but we'll start at the first part. How did you choose the first theme song for the show, or the entrance music? Uh, well, we just went on those... What are those sites where you get, like, the, the clips? Um, yeah, like iStock Audio. Like free, or free... Yeah. Yeah, whatever it was. I knew I needed something. See... 
my brother has a podcast that actually does really well called the learning leader show. And, uh, he's much more professional than me. And, uh, he enunciates much better than me, but he does really well. He inter- interviews a lot of business and entrepreneurs and leaders, leaders. And like, he gets some really cool people on and he's been able to pump out a ton of episodes over the last like eight months, but he had theme music. And so I didn't really have anything on there yet. And so went on there and we did that actually took some time to really figure out what you wanted what yeah. i truly wanted though was the theme to the last of the mohicans oh. and i uh you know you gotta pay for that though man so i couldn't make it happen wait a second wait a second you had brett michaels on your first podcast yeah. and you didn't ask him to borrow some music yeah you're i could have i guess but especially early on i had a couple other buddies that were musicians too and i thought about it and I just felt really weird asking them. So maybe in the future, I don't know. Brett would be the guy, though, that would would be good. I don't. I might even go like above him, even though he owns it. Like I don't know. Like, I don't want to ever mix that kind of stuff. You know, I don't feel. Yeah. I feel bad even asking him to come on and be a guest. So it's like, ah, hey man, let me get some of that free music that you got out there that you had to fight your life to save on to. <laughs> AJ. When you changed the theme, you updated the theme for the people who aren't listeners but will be. You updated the theme, uh, a much more dramatic music. There's a voiceover narration that talks about the purpose of the show. The first time I heard it, it was like that scene in Wayne's World where they're downstairs. It finally, like they're, they're on the professional set and they hear their theme song being played by professional musicians. I just was picturing like, oh, man. This is so much different than what I was expecting. And, like, here comes the man talking in my ear. Like, can you talk about – did you get reactions from people that are like, whoa, you changed your theme? Or, like, what were, what did you, what were you thinking at that point? Yeah, I got, I got some reactions from people. They seemed to, to like it. And I was kind of torn either way, you know, whether to do it or not and have – I mean, that's a real voiceover guy that we had and, and wrote a little script for him, and he does it. And basically people wanted – people, like, asked me to – they thought it would sound a little bit more professional if I had something there, like in the front and the back of it. But I, I was always torn because that's the thing. Like my thing's not that professional and I don't want it to ever seem corporate or anything like that. But I wanted to kind of like have a little build up music. I've listened to a couple different of my buddies that have podcasts that I've got to meet and they have like this cool, like build up, like warrior type music. And I wanted something like that. So that's kind of how I chose that. And, you know, the the thing is, people listen to iTunes, they can just keep hitting the 15-second fast-forward if they don't want to hear it. But I figured it's on there, especially for people that maybe hear hear the show for the first time. I mean, I wonder where you would find a deep, professionally-sounding voice for cheap. I wonder where you <laughs> might find a voiceover artist who could have done that for you, who would have benefited from the money not, you would have gave him. Not not cheap, Adam. Free is what I was looking for. <laughs> free. Yeah. For free. We could have worked something out. We know that we know the feeling. <laughs> AJ, what's the most awkward moment you've had with a guest during one of your interviews? Oh boy, what a great question. I've been very lucky that everyone's been pretty open. Um I would say not awkward, but I wasn't really sure how to handle it because it was pretty early on, too, was when I was talking to John Daly, we were talking about his life and his sobriety and everything, and I was commending him on, on being sober and everything, and he had told me he had fallen off the wagon like five days before we we talked. And I uh, 
I wasn't really sure how to handle it, to tell you the truth. I, it kind of hit me, and I'm like, oh, man, uh-oh. Well, he obviously didn't need to tell me this, but how do I go from here? And I didn't – I was I was more worried about trying to, like, dig too much into that and really get into it. I didn't want to make it, like, the whole topic of the, of the talk after that. So right. I just kind of asked him about it and then kind of moved on to something else because I wasn't really sure, but – that was probably only the third or fourth one I ever recorded, so I really wasn't equipped to handle that that, that heaviness, I would say, and uh, I just kind of stumbled past it. Uh, on a lighter note, uh, how how does does Bill Goldberg have uh, some kind of attention disorder? Because he brought in his brother. Um, there was, I think, his son was there at some point. He Bill his was wife. doing. Bill, yeah, his wife, he was doing everything but talking to you. Is, have, you found that it's, <laughs> have you found that it's difficult to work through those kinds of distractions, particularly because your guests are in a variety of settings and, and there are things that come up in life? How do you, how do you push through those? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what I think the beauty of, of doing it is, that it, it's, it's, not, it's not packaged, it's not perfect, you know, it's real. And Goldberg was, I did have the video element for him. Goldberg was sitting in his brother's restaurant, drinking Budweiser's in the wine cellar of the restaurant on his laptop with like a sketchy connection. So like that was, there was a little bit of adversity through that one, but that was the best part. Like he had his brother come in talk for five or 10 minutes and tell me how big of a Pakistan he was. And then Goldberg would hold his laptop up and show me the sunset over the ocean and his wife came in, and she was really sweet. And like, you have all these people come in, and you, I, I could try to like cut that out and edit it at the afterwards, but I don't. That's the thing. Like, I don't, I don't want to. I, I want to see if I'm watching someone else's or listening. I, I want to, I want to know what it's really like. I don't want some. If we want to watch some package up perfect show, you know, you, you'll turn on the local news. Like, I don't want that. Oh, it was entertaining. I couldn't wait to see who the next special guest would be. It was awesome. <laughs> well, he just walked <laughs> in right now. So what is he was a great guy, too, man. Goldberg was like my hero, so I was so pumped when he actually responded to me and came on. It was great. Hey, AJ, in the, um, in the Madden video game, they give players ratings, 1 to 100. I'm going to give you a few aspects of your show, and I want you to give me your Madden rating, one, 1 being the lowest, 100 being the best. Are you ready? Okay, yeah, this is this is good. Uh, I like this. I might steal this for my show. Feel free. I mean, <laughs> I'm not free like your music guy. <laughs> like, you can pay us. <laughs> I'll pay you. Right. I'll pay you royalty. I'll pay you yeah, royalty every right. time I do it. Uh, just beat the Steelers, and we'll call it even. Uh, I'm from Ohio, so we'll uh, we'll go. <laughs> All right, nice. All right, your your voice, one to a hundred. Oh God, I'd say like three, man. Everyone, I hate hearing my voice. <laughs> no, I think you sound good, man. Terrible. Everyone. Everyone hates their voice. Yeah, everyone hates it's their voice. Unless you're Adam, unless you're Adam, you hate your voice. Even I hate my voice. You know what's funny? Well, uh, Adam, you got that old school like '50s radio DJ voice. You got a great voice. If only I was born in the '50s. You know what's funny? I I, I stole <laughs> Adam's I stole Adam's iPod once, and uh, it's just him reading books out loud, <laughs> taped. He just loves the sound of his voice that much. <laughs> um, I believe it. All right, next one, AJ. Your your preparation and research. I'd give myself a, an eight. That's one thing I can control, and I try to prep and, and find the, the the fine balance between making it still organic and natural, and not trying to like have too many questions prepped. I don't really like prep a lot of questions, but I 
I like to know a lot about what the people uh, have done. I like to watch a lot of their interviews that they've done before me just because I don't want to ask them the same thing. AJ, the question was 1 to 100, not 1 to 10. <laughs> was it? Was yes. it really? The Madden rating. You know about the oh, Madden Don't you rating. play Madden? Yeah, I haven't played. I'm sorry, man. I haven't played Madden since Super Nintendo. No joke. Wow. Um, me neither. I, video games yeah. pass me by. I don't have a video game system in my house. I got two kids and a third one due any day, and I don't want to get them started. So, Yeah, um, I know what you mean. I definitely I haven't created myself on NBA 2K. Uh, yeah, who would do that? <laughs> <laughs> well, congrats on the kid, by the way. So, Thank tough you. Que- asking... I would give myself then, perhaps then, so what would I be at se- uh, 75 out of 100? Okay, that's good. How about asking tough questions? Ooh, I struggle with that as well. Like a 60. 60, huh? Why, why do you struggle with it? Yeah, man. I don't struggle. I'm just not like, I'm not confrontational and I don't, uh, you know, it's like anything else. I want to get the real story, but I don't want someone to feel attacked or like, I just know what it's like for when, not to be asked tough questions. Like, I don't feel like there's any tough questions. Like you can't really throw anything out there that I'm not going to want to answer. But I know like I've had a lot of dumb questions asked and I don't want to be that guy asking all these stupid questions that just, you know, that I don't know. So yeah. Something I'm still working on for sure. So have you found with, I mean, it, to me it seems, and this is a bit of a leading question, but it seems to me on your podcast that the way you get people to open up is by being just natural and disarming and you don't necessarily have to ask that tough question if you're just having a conversation with a guy. And uh, AJ, you and I have had a lot of great conversations in the locker room. You, I think you you have the kind of personality that gets people to open up do you do you feel that in general your guests have have opened up to you and shared a lot about their lives i mean yeah people have been very generous and open and and it's like anything it's not like a it's not an ego thing but it always happens to where someone comes on and i'll tell them like hey i don't know man a lot of times they average like an hour but you know just let me know when you have to be out i don't want to keep you too long whatever and sometimes we'll go an hour 45 sometimes two hours and they're like oh man that flew by i had so much fun and it's because it's true like people like to talk about themselves they like to tell their story and it's not even it's not even i don't look at it as an ego thing but it's just it's it feels good to tell you know to get get whatever is on your mind and let people know like what your process may be or what you may have been thinking in the moment when something happened like that's something that feels good i think so people like to do that so aj we end every interview with you know, athletes have to go through the Wonderlick, the Wonderlick exam when they're at the combine to test their aptitude. We always thought that was ridiculous. We end every interview with what we call the Wonderlike, where we ask you five questions testing your knowledge about what you like. So Adam has five questions about podcasts, locked and loaded. How do you think you're going to do? I hope I do. All right. I don't know. It depends on who you're comparing me to, I guess. All right. Let's go. Adam, take it over. Question you one. You got it. Question number one. Bill Simmons launched a new podcast called Channel 33. What legendary athlete is it named after? Grant Hill. Ooh, Larry Bird. Larry Bird. Oh, man, I should have got that. Dang it. I haven't heard it yet. I know I'm a huge Bill Simmons fan, though. You should listen to the um, Michael B. Jordan interview he did. Excellent. Okay, I will. The movie podcast, or sorry, the movie podcast 
How Did This Get Made, is hosted by actors from what football-themed TV show? I did not. There's a movie called Podcast? The movie, it, the movie, the movie, the podcast that focuses on movies, How Did This Get oh. Made, is hosted by actors from what football-themed <laughs> TV show? Man, I really messed that one up. Um... On what TV show? Another clip. I don't know, man. Sorry. What is it? The League. Oh, see, I don't watch that show either. Dang. Yeah, but but AJ, how many football themed TV shows do you think exist? It's like The League and Sunday Night Football. <laughs> Friday Night Live. I was gonna say. I was gonna say Varsity Blues. I didn't even know about TV shows. I was doing strictly movies. Uh, okay, here we go. So this this is a very popular podcast. Serial is a podcast that became a cultural phenomenon because it was one story told over several episodes. This is an over-under question. Serial had over or under 10 episodes. Over. I listened to it. Over. 12 total episodes. You are correct. Yes. One for three. Yeah. But, but yeah. Our, hopefully on a roll. Okay. Mm-hmm. Question number four. When Mark Marin famously interviewed President Obama... On the WTF podcast, what room were they in at Marin's house? Come on, Adam. His garage. Yes. His garage. Very good. Very good. According to iTunes, only one episode of the Hotcast is more than two hours long. Which one? And this is your Hotcast, not the one that you had the people murdered for, AJ. (laughs) Only one is over. Over two hours, huh? Oh, man, that would... Uh, I'm going to go with Jimmy Hatch, Navy SEAL that got shot. No, I, we'll give you, I'll give you a clue. What? This is the longest oh. I've ever seen you talk to one of these type of people. Oh, is it Damashek? Dave Damashek. Yeah. <laughs> yes, correct. Dave Damashek's a great dude, man. He's a really funny, quirky guy, and that one even I would... Was I and we acknowledged it. We were just rambling after a while, and things just kept rolling and rolling. But it was good to catch up with them. Awesome, man. Well, hey, uh, thank you very much for coming on. It was great catching up with you, and we will continue to support the Hotcast. We hope you will continue to support Just Not Sports. Amen. Hey, I appreciate it, man. I love. I love. Uh, I tell people all the time when they feel like you get into an interview, interview with them or a podcast, they'll be like, hey. I'm, I hope you don't mind, but I have a couple of non-sport questions. And I'm like, hey, please make them all non-sports, man. It's way easier to talk about, you know, what you're, you know, outside of your, your job at the current time. So this is, I think you guys have a good thing going here. Yeah, thanks, man. We, we like you said about being real, like we, we just spend a lot of time with athletes through work and we would, you know, set up media interviews for them and hear the same questions over and over. And we would then in between start having conversations about, oh, you know, are you into Game of Thrones or are you into this? So our theory is when you get someone talking about something they like, that's a lot better to listen to than somebody talking about their work. Yeah, oh, man, you're 100% right. That's that's how it is. And and Adam, I got to give you credit, man. You uh, you know how to how to deal with athletes, and that's why I'm sure you're you're doing great at now because uh, it's not an easy thing to, to deal with athletes on a daily basis, and you've been in the heart of it in the locker room. And some people just for whatever reason – seem to like walk on eggshells or sometimes get like worried and you can't be like that athletes are most all of them are really good guys that mean well and they just feel for some reason some people feel 
threatened by media members, I think, for some, whatever that may be. But you've done a great job of it, Adam. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, you can look for Adam oh, and AJ yeah. on the sidelines for the national anthem at this Sunday's <laughs> Bengals-Steelers game. Watch out for that. Sneak down there, Adam. Sneak down <laughs> See there. You. See you there, buddy. Thanks, AJ. <laughs> All right. The 1990s is remembered for its legendary rock bands, Nirvana, Guns N' Roses, Pearl Jam, and Hootie and the Blowfish, who was arguably bigger than all of them. You can laugh at that, but in the mid-1990s, the South Carolina band, known for their frat boy looks and radio-friendly hooks, nice little turn of phrase there, right, Adam? Very nice. Yeah. Uh, sold 15 million copies of their debut record, Cracked Rear View. Not as good a nice of turn of phrase, cracked rear view. That's okay, just to put it in context, that's one million more copies than Abbey Road sold in the US. Is that right? And that is fourteen million nine hundred and ninety nine thousand more copies than Cedric Sabalos' single for Flow On with Warren G. <laughs> Where what about Deion Sanders prime time? Do we have I, those numbers handy? I don't have those numbers handy, okay. but they're probably somewhere below fifteen million. I bought that album, I'm ashamed to say. There's no shame in that. It's a great album. That's a, that's a show for another day. Perhaps the best moment for Hootie came in 1995 when they teamed up with a variety of pro athletes and even Sports Center anchors, Adam, on the video for I Only Want to Be With You. It's a three minute video that features countless sportscaster catchphrases and almost as many tender bro hugs. Lots of bro hugs in this video. So, Adam, are you such a baby because the dolphins made you cry? It is uh, an odd lyric. Uh... <laughs> And very specific, but I think every man can relate to feeling emotional about sports. About dolphins? No. Well, you realize they're talking about the Miami Dolphins, Darius Rucker's favorite team. Are they? Are you, you, are you serious? Yeah. I thought it was like he was emotional because they like went to SeaWorld and it's just emotional. Are you swimming the Dolphins? You're being, wait, are you no, swimming the Dolphins like in the open? It's about the Miami. I'm being serious too. It's about the Miami Dolphins? It's about the Miami Dolphins Makes team. Makes so <laughs> much more sense having seen this video. Which, by the way, go to justnotsports.com. We will put the video on the website. It makes so much more sense because he's in there like playing with Dan Marino and he's crying because the Dolphins the lost. The Dolphins, Yes. Which game? I'm glad I'm glad we had this talk. We don't talk sports, but which game do you think it was? Do you think it was like Stan Humphreys beating them in the playoffs? Do you think it was the Buffalo Bills beating them at home? 93, AFC title game? I mean, there's a lot to choose from in during Dan Marino's career, unfortunately. Yeah. This is a bad In terms stretch. of big games. Yeah. yeah, this is a bad stretch for Dolphins' playoff losses in the early 90s. Yes, but the, the references to the Miami Dolphins, and as you mentioned, Dan Marino, tan as ever, was uh, rocking it in the video. Yeah, so let's let's just talk a little bit about the athletes in this video. Dan Marino's there. Strong 90s dad look game happening. He's got like the kind of white acid-washed, stone-washed jeans. He's wearing a Miami Dolphins sweatshirt. Yes. Not a hooded sweatshirt and not a sweatshirt you'd see someone doing ironically now. This was like a thing. Cinched at the wrist, uh-huh. tight at the waist. No fanny pack, right? Was there a fanny pack? Uh, I have un- a complete outfit. Unconfirmed fanny pack. <laughs> Not in the version I saw. <laughs> and we'll talk about that in a second because there are two versions of this video, I think. There are? Yes. Mm, interesting. Okay, well, let's just break it down right now. Yeah. Dan Patrick and Keith Olbermann from SportsCenter mm-hmm. open up the show. This was the first full-on 
like sports center crossover to me where Hootie clearly had been influenced in the golden age of sports center catchphrases, you know, setting the agenda. This was where you turned for your news pre-internet. And so Dan and Keith are starting the show. Dan Patrick just unloads every catchphrase you can imagine all one after the next, after the end fuego, you can't stop Hootie. You can only hope to contain them. Nothing but the bottom of the net. Nothing but the bottom of the net. All that stuff. And then they, they say, these blowfish stink. I'm 100% sure. And I'll throw a hammer down to Dan Patrick. Come on the show. I'm 100% sure there's a version of this that says, these blowfish suck. Oh, I thought you were going to say, these blowfish blow. But no, like suck to blow, yeah. There's a solid <laughs> suck to blow ratio here. Like, no, it's an antonym versus synonym. He's, he's doing the play. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I think there's a version of that where Olbermann says that. And then Dan says stink, and that's an alt. And the version that's online is the cleaned up version. Interesting theory, Brad. Do I you don't disagree? Know. No, that makes sense to me. We're just going to need to produce the evidence. Well, t- okay, Todd we Fritz. We do have, we can't, yeah, I was going to say, we can't get a hold of Dan Patrick's. Voice. Todd Fritz, the other producers on the show, come on the show, let us know. Ask Dan, just email us, that's fine. But no, I mean, th- so I think there's a whole other version of this that might even be racier. Maybe that Dan Marino sweatshirt, even tighter. The outtakes, the outtakes at the very least. This whole video is outtakes. This whole video is people... Like, looking to camera serious and then, like, laughing and turning away as though they broke character mm-hmm. and then a bro hug. That's true. This was uh, – this is kind of where we talk about the cross-section of music and sports where both want to be each other. In this video, we only see really one side of that where clearly these, these guys in the band and not just in the video, they really did want to be athletes and lived out basically every – young and grown man's dream of playing with some of their favorite athletes, uh, just playing around with them. Let's talk about those athletes. We talked about Dan Marino, Alonzo Mourning, mm-hmm. when he was with the Hornets, Muggsy Bogues with the Hornets, Marino, fine. Mm-hmm. And there's like basketball scenes and there's football scenes and it's Hootie running down. <laughs> it's Hootie. It's Darius Rucker running. He'll be Hootie forever, right? He's Darius Rucker. He's a country artist. He's a very serious country artist. He's Darius. He did an excellent remake of Wagon Wheel. Can we just call him Darius Rucker? I have three of his albums. Adam is an enormous Darius Rucker fan. I am. It is not a. This is not a joke. When I first met him, I was like, Adam, you're really big into Darius Rucker, and you were like, I'm huge into Darius oh, Rucker. Well, you know what's really funny. Uh, my favorite thing is I go up to a little festival called country fest every year every year um uh, in Kadat, wisconsin and as you might imagine the diversity uh at this festival is not enormous so i get called hootie four or five times a day at country fest and i take it as a compliment even though i know what you what you all really mean by that (laughs) (laughs) no no comment um okay so whoa 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 Alex English and Walt Williams don't get mentioned. Okay, that's what I was. Gonna, I I couldn't. I actually couldn't recognize the other guys. I thought I saw English on the back of a name, but I didn't. I couldn't place him. Alex, I believe that's Walt- when he had gone to the C because it wasn't in his Nuggets jersey. I think he was in a CBA jersey by then, the now defunct CBA. Oh. And then uh, Walt Williams, who was a swing 
uh, guard forward for the Sacramento Kings, number 42, if I recall correctly. Good outside shooter. There's a scene when they're playing basketball terribly where I think it's the drummer with the long hair. First of all, white guys, long hair, and a backward hat playing basketball, bad idea, always. This guy takes Unless a dribble. Unless you're Woody Harrelson. Uh, yeah, but he doesn't have long hair. True. Imagine Woody Harrelson if he was like the band Nelson. <laughs> That's what this is like. So this guy like comes up off the dribble. He tries to shoot a fadeaway on Alonzo Mourning. Mourning <laughs> reaches up like the Odell Beckham catch and fully behind his head palms it and rejects it into the dude's face. And I'm like, that's the greatest block ever. That's Dominique Wilkins' level highlight block. I mean, at the time, Alonzo Mourning was ta- was doing that in games, knocking shots into the stands and uh, across court. And so to see that dramatic of a block was great. One more guy, because Knicks fans will kill me, Charles Smith, in the video as well. Oh, that's right, because it's so random that they're they're kind of down in Charlotte, which is where these guys are from, right. and then there's like a Knicks player. Right. So. That's cool and all, and then it gets weird. They are on the golf course, and it's like Fred Couples, and then Gary McCord, and then Sports Center breaks back in. We'll, we're going to break down Sports Center in a second in much more detail. They break back in, and they're like, Fred Couples and Hootie are together, and you're just going, what? Why? <laughs> Why is there a golf Why? montage? Right. Yeah, exactly. The way ran out of sports, and none of them can skate, so hockey wasn't going to work. They ran out of sports. But it is their favorite Before sport. golf? Yeah, I guess Darius is a big golfer. He does like a tournament every year. And yeah. Stuff. But this is 1995. These guys are supposed to be like is, breaking out, right. co- capturing cool, era of grunge. By the way, Fred Couples is golfing on a pool table. Do you think any part of it was, we don't know how long we're going to be famous. Now is our chance to do this video because who knows if we'll ever have the chance again. I think after 15 million records... These guys thought they were Led Zeppelin, and it was, <laughs> this is my vision. I want, I want these guys, um, you know, I want these guys doing their thing. Let's talk about SportsCenter. Here's what I can't figure out. Was this video, did Hootie come to SportsCenter to make SportsCenter seem cool? Or did SportsCenter bring Hootie on because... Sports Center was cool, and Hootie wanted them on their video. I'm going who to, I'm who gonna, brought the cool? I, I know exactly what you mean. I think at the time, Hootie was hotter, and I think ESPN was starting to um, establish the identity we see today, uh, where you had guys like Stuart Scott, not in this video, but the, the catchphrases and the entertainment value more than journalism. If you look at a guy um, like Charlie Stein, who was – also in the video. Charlie Steiner. Steiner, excuse me. Charlie From Bradley, Steiner. my idol. Uh, can't read my own handwriting. Uh, Charlie Steiner, who was in the video, very serious journalist. Not to say that all these guys aren't great journalists, but I think you would yeah, think Keith of Holman. him more as yeah. old, old school journalists. But at the time, I think they started to create that style that ESPN is now famous for, where it's uh, high, vol- high volume and a lot of catchphrases. And, and I think my guess is that this video helped popularize that style. It's clear that Darius and the gang are having fun. It's clear that Sports Center is having fun. So we're fine with that. I I think what I wish was I wish that like they'd found more ways to show off these guys' personalities a little bit more because 
there's a lot of like, oh, Alonzo's dunking a shot, but it doesn't it doesn't have that same energy of like Michael Jordan dancing and like putting himself out there. And Dan and Keith are just kind of doing their thing. Like, let's see Dan and Keith on the golf course. Well, you know? so I think what you're saying is everyone looks good in this video except the band themselves, <laughs> which is nice and self-deprecating, yeah. but you don't really get to see much of it other than them being dominated by athletes and showing kind of what general klutzes they were, whether that's true or not. That's how it was portrayed in the video. I think this is what I'm saying. The Dolphins made me cry. Don't try to use that now. Ten minutes ago, you thought they were talking about that. Hootie was swimming with dolphins and crying all over it, and now I'm telling you it's about the team. Well, we got to figure out if there were two versions of this video, so we're going to definitely reach out to the Dan Patrick crew and see what they have to say. Adam, I'll tell everyone to go to our website and check it out. It's definitely worth a good watch. Um, It's a fun video. It's a fun throwback. I'm not going to throw too much shade at it, as the kids say. And uh, Hootie, Hootie could probably suit up right now. For the Patriots at wide receiver, I tell you what is it is amazing, and you're gonna you're joking with me, but he it's amazing how much more fit he is, and I wonder if seeing himself perform athletically like that uh, made him get healthy in his older years because I think he uh, is one of the fittest country stars out there, and I'm gonna stop because that's enough. Yeah, well, I mean, you you do enough <laughs> golf on a pool table, and uh, you're in great shape. So that's our <laughs> that's our show for today. Thank you to all the beautiful, unique Sparkle Ponies who listen to the show. Subscribe, rate, and review us at iTunes. You might be our uh, comment of the week. Follow us on Twitter, at JustNotSports. Email us tips, thoughts, topics, hootie songs to take care of. And then... Um, Let's give a shout-out. How about a shout-out to A.J. Hawk, Adam's old buddy, for being on the show. Yeah, it was really uh, – I always enjoyed working with A.J., so it was really cool having him on um, to talk about podcasting, something he was interested in. How about a shout-out to Joe Reed, our fearless producer, who is currently maybe dying of an illness. We don't, don't know. Don't touch me. Yeah, don't touch us. Uh, shout-out to our co-host, Gareth, on the road. He should be back next week. And, Adam, anything else? Uh. As you, I'd like to give kind of my usual shout-outs. Um, I would like to give a shout-out to my boy Uzi, um, Def Jeff, Little Swanee, uh, Meech, Ron Mack. And, uh, uh, you have another cousin, Ron? Oh, my other cousin, Ron. Yeah, all right. Yeah, fair enough. Thanks, guys. Thanks you for everything. And uh, remember, <laughs> booty rappers, stay booty. <laughs> stay booty. <laughs> Stay booty. Booty.